What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another Serious Angler Podcast Tuesday Night Live, powered by X2. Boy, that feels great to say that. That's so cool. But um, what's up, Joe? We got a guest host here tonight with us, Joe LaBarbera over at Big Bass Dreams, Alpha Angler Dog. Dude, it's Yo. good to have you here joining me. Yo, How it's are good you? to be back. I'm good. I'm good. I, I, I mean, you know, like the Great White North is... Or at least New York, as I like to call the Great White North, is uh, is fiery right now, as you know. So life is good when the brown fish are biting, big dog. Yeah, it, it's kind of funny. Like people make fun of me all the time because I get tired of catching brown ones because I catch them every single day. It seems like I'm actually ready to go swing the hammer and catch a big green one. Oh uh, yeah, no, I don't get tired of it ever. But like, I, I've only been doing it like full time too. for what? Like, what's today? Day ten now? Yeah, I'm, so, I'm, I'm coming up on a year here soon of doing it full time, and it's been incredible. I mean, just fun. I still like. I still have that like yearning to like get up at three thirty and be out the door by four right now. I, so I haven't. I haven't quite gotten to the dragging ass part. <laughs> yeah speaking of that i woke up at like four o'clock this morning i think i laid back in bed and then my alarm went off at 4 30 and i was like i gotta leave in 10 minutes <laughs> like, oh yeah this, this is not good like i um i'm to a point where i do not want to move because i'm just so sore from standing and erie has been pretty rough the last few days today yeah. was calm yesterday was calm but the two days before that it blew like 15 to 18 out of the southwest and we're out there in like three to four footers all day long mm-hmm. and then a 19 foot bass boat gets rough pretty quick <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's rough no matter what size bass boat you're in you know like yep. your body takes takes a pounding but you know i mean i'd love to brag about my boat and be like oh mine's better than yours but like you know like it, when you're out there on the great lakes it's rough that's just yeah. how it is the one thing I do like about the smaller boat is it's more maneuverable, so I can kind of drive around the waves instead of over them, which is one nice thing. But uh, what else is going on with you? I know you just recently quit your job, and you are you moved into the full-time fisherman status. That's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I got a few camps that we're going to coach this summer. We're we have Kurt Doves Pro Bass Camp. We have Candlewood Fishing Camp on Champlain, Candlewood Fishing Camp on Candlewood Lake in Connecticut. Um, you know, I got some filming gigs lined up. And of course, what is like super high on my priority list is the opens. I mean, my goal is to finish in the top 20 this year and uh, get priority registration so I can fish all nine. I don't want to get left out of those Southerns like a lot of guys did this year, you know? Oh, that. Getting um, into the open seems to be harder than just fishing the tournament these days, which is just yeah. absolutely insane, especially with the price of everything. And the entry fees are, what, 1800 a tournament? So yep. just, oh, it's brutal. So a uh, little recap back here at the home base. Uh, Bailey is out of town. I think he's in Minnesota hanging out with Minnesota. The, uh, yeah, hanging out with the um, – the Humminbird boys, and he's up there on Sturgeon Bay, or is it Wisconsin? Somewhere over there. And then uh, Deacon is at Lake Oahe practicing for a bass-fed regional tournament, I believe he is. So you're stuck with me and Joe tonight here on Tuesday Night Live. So um, without further ado, we have one of our two guests here with us. So let's get Jim in here and see what's going on. Hey, Jim, how's it going, man? What's up, boys? Good to see you. Yeah, thanks for joining us. <laughs> yeah, man. It's awesome to be here. It's a privilege, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, it's funny, it's Jim, and I, Jim and I only live like 20 minutes apart. Um, I feel bad for Jim. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I was just going to say, not long ago, I think Joey was sitting right next to me on this uh, yeah. before, before my deck looked like a war zone like it does right now. But, well, um, I Andy, you you know that center pin that I run? I yeah. bought it from Jim. Oh, I know. You told me 19 times the first day we went out with it. He's <laughs> like, I just got this for Jim. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's in good hands. It, so that's good. Be careful what you say. <laughs> yeah, really. I think I, I think I dropped it in the first Fair five enough. minutes. Like trying to learn how to cast it. I'm pretty sure I dropped it in the first five minutes. No. It's like it's already not new. It's no, a lot Jim, like 
uh, like op- like when you're teaching somebody how to cast a spinning rod for the first time. It's kind of similar to that. Yeah. yeah, just it's more like repetitive motion and kind of becoming very robotic with moves. And if you can do yes. that, it's easy peasy. Dude, like I I have that like ADHD bass fisherman on the front deck like movement thing going. And like my first time I tried to cast it, I didn't realize it's literally like like that's what you gotta do. And I'm like trying to like flail my arms yeah. and he's like, you gotta knock that off. <laughs> yeah, it's like just don't take your hand off the reel. That's the that's the only thing. I don't no matter how long I've been doing it. I still blow up a reel like two or three times a year. I feel like oh, without man. a doubt. Go and to you set have the hook nev- open handed, and the thing just. <laughs> and you've and you've never really blown up a reel until you've free spooled a freaking center pin. And that oh, is man. like the ultimate. I mean, even chucking a spinner bait wide open into the wind will not do to you what a center pin can in a split yeah. second <laughs> like, yeah, right. literally you're just like what the hell how did that happen it was like literally a half a second yeah uh, and um and, or when you get like that real big one that's screaming on you and your hand slips and then they turn and come upstream like there's just bloody knuckles it's fun watching newbie center pin fish because Everything goes wrong. <laughs> Murphy's law. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what will go wrong does go wrong with Joe LaBarbera. So, oh, <laughs> mess, man. That's what keeps it exciting. Yes. Without but, a doubt. Oh, uh, man. So, what what's up with you? I know you're doing some things still in the fishing industry. So, like, tell everybody about yourself, Jim, while we're waiting. Yeah. For so, I'm kind of spoiled now, like self-admitted. Um, I I think I've been full-time. This is my eighth year uh, full-time fishing, although I can't really say that I'm like a full-time fisherman anymore. I'm uh, pretty much a fair-weather fisherman now. I, if it's, I look outside and I'm like, it's too cold or it's too hot or it's they're not going to eat good today. I'll just go another time. Uh, but that came after, you know, like you were saying earlier, a very long time getting up at three, going to bed at two and, uh, like eating peanut butter and jelly, not sleeping, like grinding my ass off. I remember like, like I, so I wrote a, Man, I don't know how far back you want to go. My story oh, is so let's, crazy. Let's, like the more I think it about it, like we got so. Time. I, so I fished the opens, and um, I was sponsored by Weather Underground, which was amazing. And then right after we did that deal, Sinclair bought all of the Weather Networks. So they bought Weather Channel, Weather Underground, and. So everyone was a little, we were a little uncertain of like what that was going to be like. And then they came and they filmed me at an open, which was insane. And uh, day one, I fell on my face hard, zeroed, the only zero I ever had. And uh, that was a very humbling experience for me. Uh, Day two, I did a lot better. And, uh, but it was kind of too late. You know, I was fishing Douglas Lake and I put all my eggs in one basket in these, in these, I should have gone North. If I ever go back down there again, I'm not going to fish the lake. I am going to be way up river, way up river. Uh, but anyways, you know, I don't regret that, but it, it was an experience, you know, uh, but at the end of the year, I long story short, they combined and Weather Channel said, you know, the person in charge there was like, we don't really, we're not really into the whole fishing weather thing. So I had just quit my job and decided like, I'm going like all in now. So I had to choose. It was either go get a job and, you know, hustle and fish the opens again, or I, I had enough money that I could just try to make a go at just 
fishing full time and like being a content creator. And so that was the decision that I made. And then I was writing everywhere. I was writing for like Outdoor Life, Field and Stream, Bass, FLW, and uh, Weather Channel. And I got this opportunity to write a book. And, uh, you know, that was the first time I learned the hard lesson of why it's so important to read fine print. And I say that was the first time because I wish I could say it was the last, but it wasn't, uh, you know, <laughs> no. it, but it was definitely the oh, first. No. So um, I signed that book deal. I was super excited. Uh, it was a small mouth book. I went all, I, I really leaned on like everyone that I knew, like Larry Mazur, Brandon, um, my God gonna sound like a like a who's who but that's really what it was like um greg mangus mark zona zona i'll come back to in a minute but um like everyone who is anyone austin felix i i owe like a huge thank you to him like every you don't even understand like how many people helped and to what level like ought like so I drove all the way, I fished all the way across the country. I fished like every great smallmouth body of water you could imagine with some of the best guides on the planet at the best time to be there too. So it was like, just picture like being in smallmouth heaven for 18 months. And that's pretty much what I did. And um, I remember I wrote, I was six months late delivering the book. I actually wrote the last chapter of that book from Ryan McCullough's office in his home on the day after Pearl Harbor Day, fishing with Zona in Northern Michigan, freezing our asses off. Um, you know, it was really incredible all of them, everyone that helped me write that book. So I wrote the book. It was a tremendous amount of work. There were issues with it when it came out. They had made typos and things like that that I, I mean, I even paid to have my own proofreader go through it. So I made sure it was perfect. There's a major error in there uh, with jerkbaits where they substituted the word jerkbait for drop shot. <laughs> like oh, why they would so so throughout the whole chapter everywhere it was supposed to say jerkbait it said drop shot so oh, imagine wow. like how embarrassing that is you know zona wrote the foreword for me for that and when it came out like debuted at number one it was insane it was like on the bestseller list at amazon for like 10 months or 14 months something like that it led to my tv show that i had but when I talk about fine print, like I had a choice. It was either I could take a big payment up front for the book or I could take a royalty deal. And I thought the royalty deal was going to be the best way to go. If I had read the fine print, I would have seen that the publishing company had to recover a ridiculous amount of money before I would get a royalty. So that book came out in 2016. I have not seen a nickel. It's oh. 2022. So just so you know, like, read the fine print. It's so important. Jeez. Um, and I don't think I've never gotten a chance to tell that story before. And definitely not on a platform where people could hear and know. You know, wow. I think there's a perception among people that I made a ton of money off of that. I didn't make a penny. I, I lost money on that between driving everywhere. You can't imagine. Let me break it down for you. I was like, this is going to be so easy writing this book because writing is so simple for me. I sat down. I wrote my first chapter. I counted all the words. I was like, okay, that's cool. I needed to write 75,000 words for this book. So now that I know that this chapter is 800 words, this is how many chapters I'm going to need in order to get there. And these are all the chapters I can write. So I was going to need like 80 chapters. And I was like, well, that's way too many. I can only think of off the top of my head, like 30. So then I was like, I got to go back now and write more. I got to expand yeah. this chapter. 
and I couldn't because I got to a point where I was like, people aren't going to want to read it. It's going to be, I'm giving redundant information. Yeah. So finally I get to this point where I, I'm like, okay, this is the absolute longest I can make that. Then I'm just going to write about trips and experiences and these people that I fish with. But literally, you, you know, I can't like driving to these places, coming back, staying up till two, three o'clock in the morning, trying to write, raise kids. Like it was an experience. That's for sure. I've been asked a couple of times, you think you'll write another book? And I always tell them the same thing. Hell no. <laughs> not unless, not, not unless I am so bored with life or I have this brilliant epiphany. And even then I'm going to self publish it because you know, that experience of, you know, basically getting nothing out of that. Uh, For 18 months of insanely rigorous work. Yeah. Any, if you think it's easy to write a book, you sit down and try it sometime. That's what I would tell somebody. You think it's easy, knock yourself out. And I hope you crush it. I really do. It's easier to get yourself on TV, which is not easy by any like stretch of the imagination at all. But, you know, say la vie. It did lead to my TV show. It led to like so many other things, so many other opportunities. And I'm so grateful. Like, I'm really happy with my life where I am right now. I'm not doing TV. I actually walked away from my show. I haven't told that story either. My youngest son, we're going to get real. My youngest son was diagnosed with apraxia. I want to say it was a year ago, which is a speech disorder. I had tried to get him diagnosed the year before that, but it was covid and it was basically like, you're not being seen by a doctor unless you're dying. So yeah. what apraxia is, is you can't, you talk, but you, but you know, at four, he sounded like he was speaking German. Like he only said like four words you could understand. So I had, I was a partner in that company, Wild Outdoor Media, but because I was self-employed and a business owner, I couldn't afford the kind of insurance that I needed for my son at that time. So I had to make the decision to walk away from that company in order to be able to be here for him. So I walked away from that show. I walked away from that company and uh, decided to just dedicate myself to being there for him and uh, focus on that. I don't regret that one bit. It's been an amazing year. He's come so far like he, we just had his like peer review session and it was great. They're going to let him stay in that school another year, which was important because it's not his district, but I fought pretty hard to keep him there. I was ready to come unglued if they were going to send him to this other school, but maybe I tell that story another time. But my point is that <laughs> like, uh, you know, I still am a content creator right now, but in a very different space. And uh, I went to Nancy's full-time, better insurance, uh, Nancy's being fat Nancy's, and um, still working with Stormer. But also, uh, my fiance, she's like really brilliant, works at um, BlackRock Financial in Manhattan, and uh, has a great job. And we both like to jet set. So any chance we get to get the hell out of here, we do. And uh, actually next week, if our future guest gets on the show tonight with us, we're going to be with him uh, in the Bahamas next week, which will be a much needed little vacay from this war zone that I'm sitting in right now. <laughs> I, Literally, I feel the pains of the war zone. I just put a huge deck up myself. It's just like, Phew. oh, you can't even, dude, look at, the, the tree guys just left after like totally destroying oh, my yard. Oh man, but whatever. God bless them. Yeah. Well, they work late. That's awesome. One thing I can say that is really important to have is in the situation that any fisherman in any fisherman is in is the fact to have a very strong support system. To have to be there for your family. Like fishing is great. Fishing should always come second to family, though always yeah. no matter what you're doing so even like outside of fishing the corporate work work world i cannot talk i apologize um 
family should always come first. And if you're in a negative spot with where you're at in your career, you might want to refocus your center of life to family, more, more family orientated. That's one of the main reasons why I quit my job last summer is the fact that I wanted to spend more time with my family. So, cause I yeah. never seen them working 40, 45 hours a week and fishing on the weekends, tournaments, guiding, et cetera. Like I was never home. It sucked. Yeah. I don't, I don't miss those days at all. I can, I can tell like Jim's fiance and himself invited me into their home one day this uh, winter and, Jim's just we did, the most. We didn't. We didn't guy. know him well then. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like no, great no, practical no, no, decision, no. Jim. He's great. No. He's, Joey's great. He's welcome here anytime. Anytime. We had a great. But time. but I can say it's like the most relaxed, like chill environment ever. Like you can tell, Jim's very happy where he is in life, and he has tremendous support. Like. What an what an amazing woman and 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 what a just a great household to come in come home to. I'm sure you're you're stoked every time you get home from freezing cold Pulaski. Yeah, uh, you know I do. I really enjoy where I am. I grew up in the sticks. I like you can tell how quiet it is here. I'm sitting outside and I'm only like three minutes from downtown Binghamton. So like downtown downtown. Yeah. Um, so I'm on the south side right now. Grew up in Oxford. Graduated with 50. Like born and I, I born and raised in Oxford, but really I would say I grew up probably in Smithville Flats. Uh, you know, I in some ways I still connect Smithville more to like going home than I even do Oxford. I don't have any family anymore in Oxford. Most of my friends have left Oxford. Um, Smithville, though, like I still go to the Smithville store. I still see the owner. She gets like so excited when I walk in. I'll drive 40 minutes just to go get a sandwich and a cookie, which, by the way, you're not going to find a better sandwich and cookie anywhere in New York State, <laughs> Smithville General Store. I'm telling you right now. Um, you might have to send me the pin to that if I'm ever down that way. I was going to say, God, I love dude. a good sandwich and a cookie. Like, oh, I'm man. a fat kid at heart here. Give me good food, good Listen, snacks, and I am the happiest person alive. I'm not just blowing smoke either. Tarek <laughs> and John B. came. They they stayed with me for two days. We fished all over the place up here. I took them there. John took, after his second bite, he looked at me with a mouthful of chocolate chip cookies and goes, this is the best chocolate chip cookie I've ever had. In my life. <laughs> I said, I, I'm, I know, I know. Wait, you have to just... tell me. <laughs> I asked her one day. I was like, Jules, I gotta know what's the recipe. And she, and she, like, looks like this, and looks like this, and she's like, it's the back of the Nestle Toll House. And I said, stop, shut up, it is not. And then she said, she goes, made with love. And I said, yeah, that's what I thought. Like, Dude, it's like an it episode the, of Friends. Nestle it ain't the back of the ne Nestle Toll House package. Come on now. Like, I ain't ever had a chocolate chip cookie from the Toll House package. No, but yeah. she's great. And, and I love that. I love small town New York. I mean, we still, we split time between here and Manhattan. And Manhattan's great. I love the food. Uh, but I like quiet. I do. I will always gravitate toward that. I think, although I really am a freaking Caribbean cowboy man. We are making plans right now. We hope within ten years we're going to be down there, like at least half time. I don't exactly know where yet. Anguilla is. I have a soft spot in my heart for that island for sure, and uh, can definitely say the same about. Uh, Bahamas, Andros was like, the, it was hard for me to leave there. And prior to that, man, like I liked some places that I had gone to. I loved going to Bali. I cried when I left Bali. But part of that was that I knew, I think, it, uh, there was a big change that happened when I left there. Um, my pro We switched producers. We switched the whole crew, the camera crew. You know, and I think I thought, I think I knew in my heart, if I ever went back there again, it was not going to be with that same group. I knew it was coming to an end. I, I had a different creative vision and a different direction that I wanted to go in. And they were all incredibly talented, but it wasn't going to 
it wasn't going to work for what I wanted to do. And so decisions had to be made and they weren't tough. So, but Bahamas, when I was there, first day there, I was like, man, they're going to drag me out of here kicking and screaming. That's what I said. <laughs> and, I, and I meant it. And little, and I'll tell you a fun fact about me. I do not eat seafood. I don't eat shrimp. I don't eat lobster. I don't eat tuna. I'll eat tuna fish in a can. I'll eat salmon once in a great, great while. Lobster, maybe. But I don't eat, as a general rule, I don't eat fish. No pesca. And when I was in the Bahamas, it was family style sit down dinner. And they fed you what they fed you. And yeah. five out of six days, bro, it was seafood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Every night. Like- Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> we land in Nassau, and they're getting the bags. They're like, "Where's Root?" And I had fucking beelined it right for uh, Burger King to get a Whopper. Yeah, right. I needed red meat so bad. I was like, "I was like, I don't give a shit about my bag right now. I need red meat." So I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my own arm if I don't get a hamburger or something like right now. Oh my god! But yeah. Um, but I am, I'm also respectful, and when I do travel, I'll eat whatever's put in front of me. So I don't complain. I don't say anything. I ate fish for five out of six days. But the crew knew, and every time we would sit down and they'd bring it, I would look over, and they'd have their heads down, and they'd be like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, it's conk again. Like, everyone else is ecstatic because they're all like, oh, this is so good. Here you are turning green in the face every spoonful going in. <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, is there any more of that Johnny cake left? Like, maybe I could get another half a loaf of that. But uh, oh man, I bet you didn't know this is what you were signing up for tonight. Oh no, no, it's fine. We love rabbit holes here on the <laughs> Angler Podcast. But like, this I is the un- this is the unserious Angler version, right? Yeah, that's oh, fine. Man. I mean. We, we want people at their, like, truly authentic self when they come on. And that's what the whole point of the show is, right? Is, like, to allow people to tell their story and how it correlates back into bass fishing. Because that's where we're at. And, I mean, having you on specifically, I feel like we should just have you on as an entire show in its own. Because it sounds like we have <laughs> tons and tons of stories. So I do have of, a bunch. Speaking of the man, um, our... Our late guest is here. I, I think the dancing I with the stars. Oh man! Yeah. So, should we get the man on here real quick so uh, we can say hi? Let me in. Let me in, man. <laughs> Big man. Big man. Don't do that. Listen, man. The white man is running a tight ship around here, man. I'm sorry. I no, no, you. you're good. <laughs> you are good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I saw you at football practice earlier. So, right, like Listen, down there at the Commanders. I had to go up to the Commanders. My man, uh, Big Z, called me up, and Mark Mayhew, my old quarterback from the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, my rookie year, he's now the general manager. Asked me, could I come up and pour some concrete with the young fellas? But they have a young, lovely defensive line and. I was just helping them young men understand the game and how we want to go about mounting the rush for the quarterback. And we had fun today. <laughs> Chase Young is an animal. That that young man is going to be good. Oh, sweat, Young, Payne, Allen, Wise. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, they got a nice, nice rotation. They, they, they're going to do some special things this year, I think. I love it. Now, I do have a question for you since we're on the football ch- talk. Oh. I live in Buffalo, you know, my Buffalo Bills. Von Miller, what are you thinking is going to happen there? Y'all better get the headless horseman to start playing better football. (laughs) (laughs) Are we calling like a Bucks-Bills Super Bowl here on the Sirius Angler Network? I don't have a problem with it. I I had a wonderful time at the uh, Bucks-Bills game when I was sitting with Josh Allen's family. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, my God. This, and I had no idea that his family was in the box with you know, <laughs> Will Packer, because that's whose box it is. But, yeah. you know, some kind of way, I guess they done sold a couple of tickets, you know. It's, you know, nice little piece of change, you know. Yeah. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, the headless horseman can't beat us. <laughs> and, and Will Packer looking at me like, who are you talking about? I'm like, the quarterback. What are you talking about? This is the one headless horseman. So he, so he had, and this is like end of the second quarter. 
I said it like five times. This is the first time he heard me say it. So he, so he, I leaned forward and he's like, "Yo, man, you know that's Josh Allen family in this box with us." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> Oops. I'm like, "Wait, wait, wait." I said, "Well, hey, you know me. I don't got a feel so I'm sitting in Raymond James' basement. So if you want to fight, you can meet my homeboys outside." So. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles fan, I promise you this, I'm no fan, so I'm having a good time watching my team play. So Josh Allen is leading this second half comeback. And I have video of this. I'm gonna send it to Ruth so you can send it to y'all. You gotta see this his family box singing, Holy Spirit, activate. Oh, activate. <laughs> and they're coming back out the game. I'm like, there's no way we I wouldn't mind that at a Super Bowl. My Bucks did win that night, so I wouldn't mind that at all. I don't mind that. <laughs> that, that was that was one heck of a second half comeback. Oh my god! Coin flip, right? Oh, coin my flip. God. Like stuck in mud. If Josh <laughs> couldn't do any wrong, he hit yeah. that ass. I'm like, are you kidding me? And I got to listen to his mom and girlfriend and dad. Holy Spirit, activate! <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's amazing. Oh, one of those nights, boy. I'm just glad we won because I wouldn't, I couldn't imagine what they'd have did if they did. <laughs> They've been like dancing over you with pom poms. <laughs> Down on the 50 yard line because the Holy Spirit would have been loose in that thing, boy. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, I want to say thank you for taking the time to join us here tonight. So. No, I'm glad y'all held on long enough to catch me, man. I'm really sorry that I done shit. You know me, the, huh? CTE, the CTE and the commanders be acting up, and I totally almost forgot. My bad. Good job. No, <laughs> no you you are perfectly fine. So I mean, we got to hear um, Jim's backstory while we were waiting for you here. But tell us about your entry into fishing, Warren. What got you from the football field into fishing and like it seems like your Instagram is pretty much either football coaching or <laughs> catching giant ocean fish or bass fishing somewhere. So is either shot fishing or shot not fishing? <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I love that answer from the Instagram. Man. And I was very fortunate when I, you know, left television and the NFL Network. I got I had a friend of mine, uh, two comps down there in Marathon. He gave me a call and said, "Won't you come down and you know get." fish with me. I'm like, well, all right, you know, ain't like I got nothing to do. I'm a nice retired fat old has-been that used to be something. So long story short, I went fishing with him like half a month, every month for about six months. And when this went down, oh my God, I, I got a bug. And the bug was, you never know what's on the line. And when you never know what's on the line, you got to bring it up. Yeah. Oh. You got to bring it up. And whenever you got to bring it up, that was Bruce Smith calling me about the little uh, Tony Baselli thing. I got to talk to him. I got Bruce Smith on speed dial. So what do you want, fella? <laughs> so, so after, after, after I got into the fishing and it was just the next adventure, the next fish, the bucket list fish, the marlin, the the sailfish, the, the rooster fish in Costa Rica, the tuna that jumps out of the water with the spinning dolphins over the top of them. I mean, it's, it was so many. Then the, the giant bluefin tuna up in PEI, up in North Lake. I mean, it was just, what was next? It, 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 you can't stop it. It's almost like an endless line of quarterbacks and one-on-ones all day long. A <laughs> 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 football game, they go throw it 50 times, and I get one-on-ones all day long <laughs> on me to bring it home, baby. So, yeah. I mean, I've, I've gone to Guatemala. I've gone to Costa Rica. I mean, I've caught my first marlin in the Abacos with my man, uh, Top Notch, old Pat, you know, and, you know, he's a big-time Eagle fan. I went to the championship game with him. I mean, I've, I've found so many other things since I've been retired, and, Bruce Smith again. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Bruce Smith is trying to get. <laughs> 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 
Gotta be hard to leave the salt to go catch bass every once in a while. Then hey, you know what? But I have an appreciation for it because I have one of the greatest bass lakes in the world in Lake Okeechobee, and I had never, you know, gone and really, you know, took it on and really experienced it until Randy Moss just kept bugging me. You're gonna take me to Lake Okeechobee? I'm like, all right, man. That's a that's a West Virginia boy's dream is to go to Lake Okeechobee. <laughs> okay, let me call. <laughs> Let's go to Lake Okeechobee. Is this what you want? And this what you want. And once I found Shiners do that to him, <laughs> <laughs> I have money for Shiners. I don't have a problem with it. You know how most people have Shiners is expensive. I'm like, yeah, but they catch fish or they not try. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Um, we can't. He came up to Erie. He fished with Mazer too. Yeah, I remember. Did, right I, out of Buffalo. Last summer or two summers ago? Last summer. Yeah. yeah. Two summers ago. Mm. Yeah, two. I remember seeing Larry post about it. I I talked to Larry quite regularly. We fished tournaments again. Larry got the big rig. Yeah, that <laughs> like, thing's like, bad. Like on the dreads out there, boy. That thing there is righteous. When you yeah. catch when you catch two bass at one time. I, <laughs> <laughs> I think you we're talking a little brown dog tackle a rig talk. Like. Brown dog tackle, yeah. Mm. <laughs> about it. The boy make good tackle. I like oh. the boy. <laughs> so, I mean, if you can not compare a smallmouth to a marlin, but like a smallmouth for light tackle, how would you appreciate that fight? I really, I really appreciate every fight that I have with a fish, because as someone who was pretty much burst on Lake, you know, Lake Apopka and, you know, the, the, the canals and the mucks with garfish and the different things we yeah. caught. I mean, I got I got rigged in the saltwater fishing by a friend of mine that took me on a 50-foot Viking. So when you sitting on a 50-foot Viking, that's country club fishing. Yeah. <laughs> and I had the very unique ability to be able to pay for trips like that. So I never did anything other than that. And sitting on a bass lake, that son's going to cook me. You see this tan? I don't know this thing. <laughs> I just, I just, I want to get, get Warren down to uh, Fat Nancy's and uh, t- and see him on the river with Jim one day. I think that'd be awesome. Oh, it's like 20 degree temps and put all the no, we'll get, in. We'll get, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Warren, we'll get him when it's warm. We'll do like the last week of September when all when all those uh, sands start stand- coming in. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he's been to. He's you guys can have fun. Too. Yeah, I'm not going there. Yeah, see? <laughs> Yeah, when it's cold though. Now when it's cold. Twenty. <laughs> Those are the fun days. Oh, Andy and I were out there when it was single digits one day this year. It nah, was January. Warren knows this I Yankee ain't going out there. That. Red spot when it's that cold. Go to Green Bay, just Brett Favre when it's that cold, or Philadelphia to take Donovan McNabb when it's that cold. Away. <laughs> Nothing works. And it's for a championship, so I don't know about you fellas, but I like it warm, baby. My people subtropical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love this. this. So, I mean, going forward here, you guys are giving away, like, a South American trip, right, at the end of the month. So kind of dive into that. That's the whole point of this show. So Golden Dorado, like, right? Oh. That's what I remember. Like that's my dream. I want to go down to Argentina and chase some gold. So I know, so I know you followed all. So I know you've entered a contest and followed all three of us. <laughs> well, I mean, I followed everybody already. So <laughs> yeah, 
That's somebody told me that a long time ago. That's why I'm finna go buy me one of these lotto tickets. That number big, boy. Ooh, oh, I'm sure. Hey, a dollar in a dream, right? Dollar in a dream. No, I'm gonna put $100 in a dream on it. How about that? <laughs> Fair enough. I'm gonna up my chances yeah. by a couple percentage points. Just a couple. Just maybe a point, point oh, 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 four, but something. But I'm I'm putting $100 on this one, boy. Start spam <laughs> clicking the enter. Yeah. <laughs> Quick pick. Don't don't worry about your numbers. They ain't never gonna get. But for you, he chose you. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, let's let's dive into it. Who wants to start off and talk about the trip that's on, gonna be coming? Yeah. So they reached out to us. They asked if we would do a giveaway to go down there. We were super stoked to do it. Uh, I don't think either of us have ever been down there. Uh, and it's funny because I went to when I went to Bali and caught GTs, I was like, I want to do this for the rest of my life. And the guy who brought me there is from Argentina. His name is Marcelo. And he goes, eh. And I go, what do you mean, eh? Like, if this isn't – by the way, we were popper fishing for them, topwater. That's like, incredible. That's, and this was right after I watched the Planet Earth thing where they're eating the freaking birds. So I'm on top of the world right now. And I had – and I missed one that they said was like over 100 kilos, which is like – a, a three, I mean, so you already know why next trip after this is going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that that fish that I missed. I mean, I fought it for like two seconds, but he almost pulled me over the rail. It looked like a Toyota pickup truck in the freaking water. <laughs> uh, but I said to him, I was like, if this doesn't do it for you, then what does? And he goes, Golden Dorado. Like he didn't even hesitate. He's like, if I could fish for any species, it's Golden Dorado. Wow. So in my head, I was like. What is that? Whatever. I don't know. I don't even care what the hell it is, but I need to go do it then. If he's saying it's better than this, and I, so we're going to find out. But the best part about it is, is two people get to come with us. So it's not like most, most contests you see, it's like, you know, they're going to be one winner, which, you know, one person would have enough fun with us. But, you know, if you get to bring someone else with you to like your dad or, you know, your best friend or whoever, you get to bring somebody and come with us and fish. Yeah, four days, three nights, like all your meals, all your drinks, all the shit talking and stories and like everything else. I mean, we have a, it is an absolute riot when we hang out. I'm telling you right now. And then you're going to have Golden Dorado breaking heartbeats in half when they get yeah. to the top. <laughs> yeah. You know, got to have GoPro out. I got to see this because I've caught a rooster fish. I don't think you got a rooster yet, do you, Jim? No, I don't. No. See? That's the, that's the fight I've had in my life. Like the GT you talk about, that's the rooster for me. He come up out of the water with them little three things on the top. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> no? boy, I'm telling you, boy, fish is yeah. a whole other division, dog. You talking about jumping and flying and this, oh, man, the stuff they do is just beautiful. I mean, come on. Yeah. Like, uh, I think it was like 15 years ago, I was watching like ESPN early in the morning. It might have been 20 years ago, and there was a TV show, and they were fishing like a spillway in Argentina for Golden Dorado. And all I remember is they're throwing like metal lures, and they're like, Yeah, they don't have quite the action of like the Rapalas do, but every time we throw a Rapala and hook one, they break in half like instantly because they're so oh strong. My God. And I'm like, I need to go down there and do this one day. Like, <laughs> And it's on, I think they use light tackle. They're like the hardest fighting, like twenty to fifty pound fish you can find anywhere. Like they're yeah, insane. And, and we're going at the absolute best time of year to go. It's uh like well, first of all, if the winner can't does isn't able to go with Warren and I, they have a full year to use their trip. But if they're going with us in November, it's gonna be perfect weather. It's coming into their summer. The the rainy season has ended, the water's clean. And we should hook, on average, like 30 a day. Calm <laughs> down. <laughs> Stop it. Stop that it. was perfect. Listen, listen, I, I went to Guatemala where you can hook 55, 60, 80 shellfish in a day. Because they have them tagged. They know exactly where they're at. 30, what? Then they're going to fight like GTs? Oh, buddy. <laughs> Yeah. You better wear extra deodorant and bring extra clothing for sweats because it's gonna be warm. <laughs> wow. Now bring it. I've been to Guatemala too. That is the one of the places he and I do have in common, and that is the sailfish 
capital of the world. <laughs> Pacific sales, the, yes. the big ones, the big ones. 120, 130, 140 sometimes. Yeah, yeah. The fastest monsters. swimming fish in the ocean. Oh, monsters. And they are oof, at you. And they are aggressive eating. <laughs> <laughs> aggressive. The, the first, you're getting a sailfish or you're getting Sancocho, nothing back but the head. Yeah. First big one I ever caught. I'm fighting it off the back of the boat. All of a sudden, to my dead left, I see this sail jump out of the water like this and go crazy. And I go, oh, there's a big one over there. And I go back on the rod and they go, that's your fish. I said, I said, no, 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 my my fish back there, back there. He goes, that's your fish. And all of a sudden, I see my line go like this. It's a freaking rooster tail, like 15 feet in the air, the line. And I'm like, oh, my God. What did I, I sign up for? could not believe they're like giant smallmouth on crack sailfish. If you like smallmouth, you should go catch Pacific sails. That is like the ultimate smallmouth bass right there. Oh, the wow. Pacific sail. Yes. Oh, that sounds like fun. I think I'd be terrified <laughs> so, though to like get zinged by the line flying by. Like one of, one of my biggest one of, one of my one of my biggest questions that comes to mind though is like, aren't usually those trips like relatively remote for those golden dorado? Like, how's Jim gonna eat if they're mostly like eating fish while they're Ooh. on those trips? Oh no, 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 no. Chicharron. Got a lot of chicharron, they got sausage, yeah. they got the whole nine yards, but <laughs> okay. All right, so Jim will be okay. So and I be guarantee okay. you there's a dog bird running bound in <laughs> on <it>. <laughs> <laughs> The food is like five star. We've posted some pictures of it. It's amazing. Wine. I mean, it's Argentina. So it's like paradise. That's awesome. Wow. I am uh, envious because I know I probably have one in a million shot to win, but it only takes one. <laughs> well andy andy called and asked me to be on and i was like well dude i don't think i can win the giveaway if i'm on the show i'm like i don't know i don't i mean i don't think i don't think i could possibly win like that really decreases my odds I feel or, like or it I, might be I, questionable since you and jim are are pretty close friends too right like in a way so like yeah. if you, if you've been to Jim's house, then you might automatically. Get <laughs> yeah, but no one, no one would have known I'd been it's to his house. No one would be it's like, automatic oh, no, shady people. <laughs> <laughs> right? shady people. And I've never been. I'm not DQ. <laughs> but I don't know if you could be because your name is on the trip, right? So hey, I'm just checking, making sure I ain't DQ. There's no way. <laughs> want to get left out, Andy. He's, he's checking all. He's reading the fine print. Yes. Yeah, thank God. <laughs> At least one of us is. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. No. Yeah. Should be great. So they're going to, you have the whole month to enter. You just have to follow all three of us, me, Warren, and the Don Joaquin River Lodge. Tag a friend in any of the posts. You can enter as many times as you want. Enter a thousand times, whatever. Um, and then Don Joaquin River Lodge will pick the winners. One yep. winner, and that person gets to bring somebody with them. There it is. Incredible. See, you can win, and you can take him. There you go. You're oh, in. It'd be the I don't know if you want me there. and Joe to come with you guys. Like that would be um, would, capital shit show. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> you might have to be able to handle the root and sap thing because it's going. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! They don't even know. They gonna find out though. They gonna find out. Right there, gave a little bit right here. They go. They don't. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. Oh man, no, I just want to go catch some GT. Like that's bucket list for me as well. So, hundred percent, like Australia. GT. I'm telling you right now, the best, the best place to go though is Indonesia. Indonesia. Going Australia for no GT. I go to Australia for a black, a monster black marlin. They got them over the top. <clears throat> they have the hardest fighting GTs in Indonesia because they swim in like twenty five, thirty knots of current. So you're fighting the fish and the current on top of it. Wow. That's I think awesome. like Murray Cod, biceps and triceps right there. Shoulders. I think like I think like a hundred a hundred pound like Murray Cod would be on my list too. Yeah. For I know sure. GT fishing is the hardest thing I've ever done physically, even harder than like tuna, tarpon. It's not necessarily fighting the fish, it's the all day casting 
all day. Yeah. Your back will feel broken by the end of the day. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. they throw like 150 gram plugs. Like I know the GT yeah. Buster who's on cast, he like 150, 150 gram top water plugs, like unreal. And the yeah, dude's yeah. a pro rugby player, just owns the rod and bait, dude. Owns it <laughs> all day. <laughs> Sounds yeah, like Warren's type of fishing. You need to go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I told you I was I, I got grandfathered in the country club. Let's get on the back of the <laughs> fair. Oh man. Pole with a cold one in your hand, because I have a rule. You can't drink all day unless you start early. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Bring the dirty girl. Oh, you better know it. The transfusion is in route. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like anybody who wins this trip is going to be in for a party is what, what? it sounds like to me. So <laughs> if they can wake up in the morning to get on the boat. <laughs> for sure, they're going to get way more than they were thinking. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's right. That's right. We bring the fun. Party in a box. Oh, boy. <laughs> That's awesome. Man, all this saltwater talk, though, has me, like, jonesing to go catch. Because me and Joe's buddy is a guide up in Cape Cod for big tuna. And I'm like, I got to get out there just to go chase some tuna now. Oh, no, they're up there right now. EJ uh, just went to Gloucester. They're up there. Oh. That's why I, we – have you talked to Matt lately, Joe? Yeah, I talked to him like two, three days ago. I mean, I don't really think he's started doing his charters yet. I think Matt's favorite season, though, is like, you know, like late July, August, September, and then it's top mm -hmm. water in October. So, I mean, those are the problem with October, though, is the weather starts getting pretty, pretty harsh up in Gloucester. So, like, I think they really only get out like 40% of the days they have booked, like, it's incredible when you're out there offshore fishing topwater for bluefins, but I don't think they're at, I don't think they actually get to leave the harbor like more than yeah. like forty percent of the days. Even September can get dicey. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll be up there more in end of July. I'll send you the dates that I'm going to be there. I'll be there for like five days in July. You you meant Joe, right? You meant Joe. Yeah, I, I said Warren, but I misspoke. <laughs> <laughs> I knew I wouldn't come in. I'm like, damn, I'm missing another trip. <laughs> Warren, when are we? Uh, what else have we got planned? What else are we doing? I'm trying to think. We got what, some what bucks, adventures do you two have bucks in the games. future? Oh, we're uh, going to see Tom Brady in the Bucks. No doubt about right. it. Right. No doubt about it. Go. Nope. Uh, a certain friend of mine's 40th birthday, so mm -hmm. just just check the ground. You'll see you'll see the root and sap thing going down, baby. Trust me, we easy found. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. We'll come at you live next week from the Bahamas. Yeah. Dang. Dang. <sighs> All right, just rub it in. I'll be up here catching smallmouth. I was gonna say. I was gonna say I'll be on the Thousand Islands next week catching brown beasts, the northern tiger tunas. Ooh. Yeah, we leave on Saturday. We'll be Thousand Islands for like ten days, twelve days, something like that. Enjoy. Yeah, dude. I'll take about dive and go kill me some lionfish down in the Bahamas. Yeah. Some detail on top of that conch uh, salad they got down there. <laughs> Jim, Jim's face. <laughs> Jim's, Jim's already turning green. <laughs> yeah, right. Don't like uh, 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 nice conking and stuff, but he does try. He does. He does. I, he's see, not I told you. I told you. He's a guest in your home. He yeah. will. Good thing he's not allergic to it. He'd be dead by now. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Oh my god. You imagine. Well, some of the places I've been, if I found out I was allergic to some shellfish or something, oh. I would have been dead. Holy <laughs> shit. You ain't like, getting help uh, out there. Not a chance in hell. No oh, way. Oh, oh, well, guys, I appreciate you having us on, man. I really do. And, uh, 
the woods of uh, 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 where am I? At? Leesburg, Virginia, is getting dark on me, and I have yeah. no light to help me out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, just real quick before you guys go, I have one last question for you. It's a question we ask for everybody who is new to the show. Okay. If you could sit down, have a steak and a beer with any three people anytime, so it could be before Christ, after Christ, who would those three people be, and why? And they don't have to be fishing related. They could be anyone in the world at any time. And Warren, I'll let you go first. Since it's getting dark there. Damn. Three people at any time. James Baldwin, W.E.B. Du Bois, and Malcolm X. Dang. Sounds like a good steak and beer party. I Yes, yeah, steak and beer I don't party. Think, I don't Everybody will be eating, but it'll be plenty talking. I, I, <laughs> I won't say a word. I'm gonna listen the whole time. Yeah. Not about it. Great conversation piece. And how about you, Jim? Uh man, Jim, that's tough. Yeah, Buffalo too. <laughs> I think I would say uh Hunter Thompson, uh Mike Tyson. And Jimi Hendrix. Ooh, nice. The left-handed guitarist. Yeah. Now yeah. put them all six Voodoo together. And you'd have great, you'd have oh great conversation. Oh my God. Bring the wine. Just <laughs> bring the wine. Right? <laughs> That's why I want uh, James Baldwin and E.B. Du Bois. <laughs> and I just want to be all around Michael Bates by any means necessary. I mean, come on. <laughs> that is. <laughs> Love it. So, That's so, so great, guys. Thanks, Jim. It, Jim, it was awesome to hang out with you and Warren. It was it was a pleasure meeting. Yeah. Oh. Thank you, thank <laughs> you for your time tonight, man. <laughs> Talk to you soon, guys. Yeah, yeah. Thanks thank again. you, guys. So, thank you so much. Later, fellas. Later. Oh man, what that a couple! Was... What a couple of awesome dudes, yeah. Andy. I, we didn't get to talk much about bass with them, but just having. Warren Sapp on the show for the night. Absolutely incredible. Like insane. And it sounds like we need to go saltwater fishing more. Like, yeah. And like, honestly, like I've Jim's very, very humble. So like he won't bring that stuff about like how he got to the point in his career. Like he's not one of those guys that drops like, Oh, well when I was fishing with this dude or that dude, like, I haven't even heard those stories from him and, and uh, you know, Jim and I talk, you know, probably three, three, four times a month and I've never heard him say any of those things. So it, it was, it was kind of cool. It was kind of yeah. cool to, to get him to open up. I, I, I love how this platform that you guys have created offers that opportunity to learn some really like in-depth things about people. Yeah, I think uh, we'll have to get Jim back on here because I'm extremely interested in the rest of the stories. And I think that'd be like a great set piece for this network going forward just to have his story on just because of everything that he's done in the last eight to ten years. We should shoot it at Mucky's. <laughs> oh my gosh! Could you just imagine the stories that would go down? Like, oh my gosh, at the yeah. picnic table in the kitchen. Like, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! I I'll bring the audio. We'll all four throw on headphones and hook up four webcams, and we'll all just sit around a table and just go nuts on it. Oh, uh, and the monkeys laugh just every time we walk in and out of the little oh kitchen. Oh my gosh, that'd be so great! That'd so, be so great. Yeah, dude, I'm looking forward to the uh, Thanksgiving trip up there. Like, I hope we can make that happen this year. So. Oh, I'm in, dude. There's, uh, you know, I'm a bachelor. My my schedules my schedule's good as long as. Uh, as long as I can eat Thanksgiving at about two o'clock at Mama Dukes's house, like I'm good to be on the road whenever after. Well, that's fine because we usually leave Black Friday morning anyways to get yeah. up there. So, oh, yeah. I know. I think you called me while you were driving last year. Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, it's um, it's a fun time. I want to say thank you for co-hosting, but uh, so everybody knows real fast while I have you on here. What is going on with you for the next like ten to fourteen days? So, um, I have some buddies coming into town from cast. Um, some of them are going to do like a little, they're going to help me with some content creation on Oneida for like three days. But I think one of the days, um, in the middle, 
is going to get canceled because of severe thunderstorms. Um, you've seen on like FaceTime uh, Tackle Heaven, which I have created to surround me. It is the walls in which I, I reside. Um, and uh, Oliver and Riley are here as well from Big Bass Dreams. Um, Big Bass Dreams is founder. Um, so they've been hanging out. We, you know, we're going to pick up Clint from Cast, do some personal stuff for a couple days, probably be at the Thousand Islands for about 10, 11 days after that. And then I have a week uh, to practice for the Oneida Bass Pro Shops Open. And then I have Kurt Dove's Pro Bass Camp. And then I have Candlewood Bass Camp on Champlain. And then... And, and, and then, then I'm actually, then I'm going to shoot uh, kind of like a passion project, like a big baits thing um, on Cayuga with a friend of mine who actually uh, owns, he's, he owns log jam fishing, but he also uh, does, uh, he has this company called Bodega Media and they did a lot of the videography and photography for the MPFL last year. Awesome. So Rob didn't renew those contracts. He went on to kind of do more freelance stuff for individuals in the NPFL this year because um, it gave him more creative freedom. So he, uh, him and I are going to start uh, trying to get some big bait stuff to uh, Oliver has this really cool series called Bust the Bubble. Um, and uh, I kind of want to try to get my own going so that I can supplement my my like tutorials and teaching on my youtube channel with something that's just like shot in a really cool way and i mean I, i've got i've got a little storyboard kind of built for it so i'm excited but hopefully i'll be on erie at some point with you this summer catching donks yeah if i think my fun bite is going to be depleting here the next few days before i get out deep but if you need any help with that swim bait fishing stuff i know a little lake out here towards me that has giants and they like big swim baits well maybe uh maybe when clint leaves but ryan is at the thousand islands with me for a couple days maybe we just slide over with you and even if we can't uh if we can't get on the big lake to we'll go uh, top water fishing yeah we'll we'll go we'll go slang some stuff around yeah. for some for some mr green jeans up in your yeah. neck of the well, woods not just green jeans these lakes have six and seven pound smallies so <sighs> yeah <laughs> like uh, you're too you're too kind to share all this stuff andrew like, yeah well i mean that's what happens when i am a guide and i guide on these lakes as well so like we know we know some of their hunts not all of them but we know some of them yeah. So, ever learning. Hey. You, 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 your knowledge is overwhelming. Friends help friends. That's all that matters. We got each other's you, backs, buddy. buddy. Thank you for helping out tonight and joining us over here. Thanks for having me. Oh, of course. And uh, I know you guys usually go live on Thursday nights with the Big Bass streams at 9 p.m. So, yep. if any for anyone who is listening to this on MP3 or tuned in tonight, make sure you tune into the Big Bass Streams podcast. Nine o'clock on Thursday nights. I believe that is Eastern time, nine p.m. Yeah, um, nine you guys, p.m. Eastern. You guys usually do a pretty big giveaway too, right? You still doing those um, here so and there? We we've kind of so this is what we did is um, in past years when we did giveaways. Um, well, I say we. I wasn't part of the dream team yet, but when Oliver did giveaways, he would take them down um, so that people weren't like trying to like enter them post the show so it was just like a live thing so most of the ones where we do a giveaway we take down but we we didn't do one when like polonic was on and we left that episode on the big bass streams youtube channel um and we've had like big bass streams australia which are the murray cod guys big cod dreams um had a bait maker throwback baits make some pretty cool um baits usually like wakes and stuff um and like this week we have paul smith from Piz. Oh, nice. So, yeah, dude. So, Paul, Paul's been in the industry for 10 years. He's been making baits now. So, uh, yeah, we'll have Piz on on Thursday at 9. And uh, I, I, I don't know. We haven't really talked about whether we'll do a giveaway or not. But Paul's awesome. I've listened to some of the other podcasts he's been on. And, of course, I know how sought after his lures are. So, it'll, it'll be pretty exciting. Awesome, dude. That's a great way to end it. And good luck with your show on Thursday. I will try to tune in. It's been a 
hectic couple weeks for me. Like, I feel like I should have been in bed two hours ago. I am what's, so uh, go, what's, exhausted. I always do this. Do you guys point the wrong direction on your show a lot, too? Always. Like, That's why yeah. I just go like this, you know, double guns. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> what? Uh, I know you guys do stuff on Thursdays. Uh, usually you do a pre-recorded episode, Yeah, right? we just record. Um, right now I don't have anything planned. I haven't had a chance to even really, like dive into social media because i've just been so dang busy so i gotta find somebody so be on the lookout for a show on thursday night well friday morning it will be launched and uh we'll figure that out here you guys you guys did a fantastic i believe it's uh was garrett's third episode you should get another you should get destin's like fourth or whatever episode in i mean i've been trying to like expand my branches when it's just me instead of just getting like my friends on right like trying to get people that i don't know personally to see if i can get on there's a couple i'm waiting for a response from so we'll see how that goes i i'm waiting i'm waiting for like a wes logan uh he was just on the other oh yeah that's right oh that's right um or and like uh or a second red wine episode you know yeah well maybe we can just get oliver on like next week or something while you guys are all together up in the st lawrence see there you uh, go yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> I, i'll ask him dude when he has clients like oh uh, uh, yeah i get it or I not do. clients but like family and stuff and like he cannot he doesn't always like he he, he entertains like these so many of these folks that that come to chill or i mean dude i i'm i'm just like i'm saying this all like envious like i wish i had people traveling in to uh, like hang out with me you you know but uh we'll come we'll come and see you i'll honestly like thursday is probably like the day that ryan and i would be coming over to see you buddy next thursday uh yeah like eight days from now probably yeah 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 yeah. i'm free let's do it Ooh, ooh. yeah i am free the 22nd and 23rd friday is no good for me but 22nd 23rd i'm open wednesday thursday so sweet sweet we'll get out and jam on them uh you know me like i i want to i want to go jam on them deep like I tried. I I tried to get out for this post spawn bite, but when they get even deeper, that's even more fun. Yeah. 100%. Sweet. So, Sweet. All right, man. Well, thank you again. I'm gonna let you go. And for everyone who tuned in tonight, thank you so much. And make sure you go over and check out Warren and Jim Root's uh, social media posts about the giveaway to go chase some big golden dorado down in Argentina. That's one of my dream bucket list trips. I just hate flying, and it's like a 12-hour flight. So whoever wins, good luck to you, and have a ball. So for now, though, from here at the Serious Angler Network, everybody have a great night. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.